I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my very good friend from St. Agnes and Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing okay, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. And as you know, the topic for today's conversation is, what's a deacon? Now, today we're talking about the permanent deacons. And, you know, many Catholics who see and work with a deacon in their own parish are familiar with this ministry. But I believe most people are not completely sure of the preparation, the responsibilities, really the role of a deacon. First, deacon comes from the Greek word diakonai, which means to serve. And that's very important. They go all the way back to the early church, and they're mentioned in the Acts of the Apostles. In the sixth chapter of Acts, there was a complaint about the keeping of the accounts of the distribution of the food. And it says that the 12 apostles gathered the disciples and said, you select from among you seven reputable men filled with the spirit and wisdom, whom we will appoint to this task of daily distribution so we can devote ourselves to prayer and ministry. So they chose these seven men, Stephen being the most prominent, and the apostles prayed and laid hands on them, thus ordaining them. And and they were to help the priests, the church at that time, with the tasks that were detracting from prayer and ministry. Now, the order of deacon went into decline through a long period in the Middle Ages and beyond, but we can say now that since Vatican II, there's been a revival of the permanent diaconate in the Catholic Church, and they are now functioning to help the church in many parishes throughout the U.S. and around the world. Now, you know, Frank, when you and I were kids, there really were no deacons around. I mean, most parishes had like three or four priests and then the nuns taught in the schools. What is your experience with deacons now? Well, I didn't really, you know, until I met you, I really didn't know that much about deacons and what deacons uh, do. I do see them in the parish, but um, like right. I said, I didn't really realize what their what their role was. But you know, having talked to you and been with you, I, I kind of look at it like he stand, stands by the priest, but he's also stands with the laity. You know, he has like a newspaper in one hand and a Bible in the other. And he brings uh, the church to those he meets every day. He lives in the world, but he's not of it because deacons, let's face it, they're, they're businessmen, tradesmen, lawyers. Uh, they come from all walks of life. Yeah. And it's true. Deacons are members of the clergy, along with priests and bishops. And the deacon's ministry has three dimensions. There's liturgy, word, and service. So at the liturgy, he assists the bishop and priests. And at the mass, he, the deacon proclaims the gospel. He may be invited to preach the homily, and he assists at the altar. The deacon may also baptize, witness, and bless marriages, preside at the liturgy of the hours and funeral uh, liturgies, among other duties, but cannot consecrate the host and cannot forgive sins. That authority is reserved for the priest. Yeah, that's kind of the way I understood it, more what the deacon couldn't do. Like the priest offers the sacrifice of the mass. The priest can hear confessions. The deacon can't do those. But I'd like to touch on the three primary uh, functions of the deacon uh, that you mentioned, and then you can maybe elaborate a little bit. And you let me know if I have it right. The deacon, he performs charitable acts in the parish, right? He visits the sick and elderly, spends time listening to them, and and very often brings them communion. And it's not always dealing, easy dealing with with, uh, these people. They can be difficult. But St. Vincent de Paul says these are the very people 
We need to help and to pray for more. Okay, the deacon preaches. He must be a man of the word. And I know that you had spoke about this with me, but you know, you prepare every week, the whole week, looking at the readings and and uh, you know preparing. And then, of course, the last is to uh, you assist the priest at mass. Correct? Absolutely right. And to do that, uh, you have to have preparation. You have to have training. So, uh, if a married man or a single man <clears throat> receives the vocation. <clears throat> called by God to serve the church, he can enter into a period of discernment and pursue the vocation at a seminary. So it's four and a half years of training now with the written approval of the wife. And then they can be ordained as ministers of the church through the sacrament of holy orders. Deacons do not and cannot replace priests. Say that over and over. They're assigned by the bishop to serve in a parish and they serve the pastor and his community in these capacities that you just mentioned. Yeah, but you know how to recognize a deacon, right, Frank? The deacon yeah. wears the stole, right? It goes over the left shoulder. It's drawn across the chest to the right side, and then you fa it's fastened. And like the bishop and the priest, the deacons wear the white dress, the alb, the long white garment tied at the waist with a cincture. And then on the dalmatic is worn over the alb and stole, and it's the vestment proper to the deacon. It's worn on Sundays and high masses. You recognize that, right? Yeah. He, he also um, encourages the laity to get... Uh, more involved in parish life um, by working with the lay ministries and outreach programs in the parish. He helps with, you know, the pre-baptism and pre-wedding programs and will very often start up prayer groups and Bible studies. Can you just uh, talk a little bit about that role that you Yeah, face? be careful there because you can't start up and initiate any pro uh, 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 programs that the, that the pastor does not want you to do. You don't do any, you don't freelance okay. when you're at a parish. Right. I feel greatly blessed, I'll tell you, because being a deacon, places you into people's lives when they may be most open to a message. I mean, you know, you're at a wake service or a funeral or you're at the burial site. Those are places where people are emotionally vulnerable and they may be more inclined to hear the comfort and reassurance of the gospel. And, you know, young couples baptizing their children, they may be open or more inclined to think about the importance of prayer and the sacraments in their lives. So it's a great opportunity to serve the church in that way. Some people will feel more comfortable asking a deacon about these things, maybe, you know, having gone through them with their own family. Um, the other question was, uh, you as a deacon, you can officiate that uh, when your son or daughter gets married, you can officiate at that wedding, correct? And baptize uh, Godchildren, right? It's one of the great joys. Uh, of, I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's one of the great joys of ordination for bishops, priests, and deacons to be able to baptize relatives and friends in the diocese. Or I have my own daughter's wedding coming up next year. I've been asked to witness and preside over that ceremony. It's a wonderful uh, bonus as uh, to be a, um, a, a, a deacon. But I just thought of this other thing that remember that a married man can be ordained but an ordained man cannot be married. So we're reminded at ordination that if our spouse should predecease us, God forbid, we would not be allowed to marry again, having already been ordained. Right, right. And then, yeah, that kind of comes into my last question. You know, I realize your first vocation is to your family, but where would you be uh, without the support of your wife in your diaconate? Well, I gotta tell you that I, I believe if I had not had a successful marriage, a good foundation. I would not have received a second vocation from God to become a deacon. The marriage is the foundation for the possibility of fulfilling the second vocation. And the wife accompanies you in this. You know, 
I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but for married men in formation to become deacons, the, the spouse's signature of approval is required each year for four years that she indicates she has no objection to her husband continuing on in ordination, on to ordination, because think about it. The church so reveres the sacrament of matrimony that it would not endorse anything that might be harmful to the marriage. Let's say the couple's in business together, for example, and his studies may be taking time away from his responsibilities, uh, or maybe he's spending more time preparing and not paying attention or attending to the needs of the family or the spouse. So uh, that's a, a, the, a good, strong marriage makes for a good, strong deacon. Yeah. You, you know, the other thing, too, is proclaim the gospel whose herald you are. Right. That's what the bishop says to you. And that responsibility means we all need ongoing formation, which includes solid prayer life and continuous study of scripture. That's why, Frank, I'm happy that I do this podcast with you, because you and I you know we have to prepare when we talk about these things. And that helps me to keep up with church history and the lives of the saints. Yeah, it sharpens. It sharpens you. And then there's many uh, other things that. Um, with the shortage of priests and not that many priests that uh, the Monsignor or the pastor will ask you to do, um, like to go to a funeral, uh, to go to the burial site, or maybe to perform a baptism. Is that correct? There's a lot of other things you have, that you're asked to do. Exactly right. Uh, to focus on the, uh, uh, allow the priest to focus on his essential duties of mass and the sacraments to do these right. things. And again, the, the, the deacon cannot consecrate the Eucharist at mass or hear confessions or anoint the sick but can do much work to help the parish, the people. You know, talking about, back in 80, around 85, there were about 7,000 permanent deacons. As of 2016, there were 17,000. I just heard 19,000 is the figure of deacons in the United States. But more than a third of them, uh, 35%, are 70 years, old or old, uh, years or older. And many wow. people comment. They say, you know, these, we got a deacon, but he's kind of an older guy. So the church needs some fresh blood and some younger guys. And, of course, we need vocations also to the priesthood. Yeah, we have to pray for that, right? Yes, sir. But uh, I think you covered it well. One more thing. If the permanent diaconate is filling parishes with people who have strong marriages and real life work experiences and a true desire to serve God as people, then it's going to help the church provide the muscle and the hope to sustain the regeneration of the Catholic Church, which we so need. So yeah. pray for deacons, Frank. Don't forget. And Definitely. thanks for being nice to me as your deacon. I like it. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, Deacon. God bless. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us or send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. If you know a deacon, send us an, uh, a little comment about that. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? Take care. <laughs>